It's the qualities, it's the belief, it's your personality, the looks, it's your relationships, your experiences, your memories, everything that makes up a person and who they are. I think that's what is there. That's a great question, by the way. I think that's what makes up a person's identity. Hello, everyone. For this week's episode of Identifying the Purpose of You, I got a chance to sit down and talk with our high school counselor here at school, Ms. Fulbright. And I thought it would be really cool to hear her perspective as a counselor, since counseling is a possible future career option for myself. And um, I just thought it would be really cool to hear um, what her point of view is. And I really enjoyed our conversation, and I hope you do. If you would like to introduce yourself first. My name is Laura Volbrecht, and I am the 712 school counselor here at Fall Creek Middle and High School. And I have been in my position for, this is my 17th year. Wow. That's a long time. <laughs> it is. Not as long as some people here. Yeah. A um, little bit about my background, my family life. Uh, I come from a blended family. My parents divorced when I was very early on, and I have five brothers, so yes, feel sorry for me, but I was the only female with all these boys. Uh-huh. I think that had a lot to do with how I identify and who I am and how I became who I am. Yeah. Um, schooling, I grew up locally. I'm a local girl um, from Bloomer, Wisconsin, mm. and a lot of my family is from Fall Creek, mm. so I'm related to a lot of people here, um, and I have a lot of beliefs. Um, I've gone through a few seasons of my life, and I use, like to use that term seasons not because mm-hmm. I'm a woman of a certain age, <laughs> and um, I've, you know, my beliefs have changed and come and gone with who I'm around and my beliefs, but um, I just, I'll, I'll talk more about those as I, as we go down okay. the questions, because those kind of creep up in the other places, mm-hmm. and anything interesting about me is, I had to think about this one for a while, yeah. I don't know if this is interesting, <laughs> um, I played college basketball, mm-hmm. So again, part of my experience and who I am and how I identified, you know, growing up, I was yeah. a jock. Um, and uh, so I think that was, I think that's interesting, but I think me living in my blended family mm-hmm. with five brothers <laughs> um, is kind of an interesting fact about me. Yeah. That, that's, I'm I not mean, married <laughs> and I live alone and no pets. Everyone always asks me about the pets. Oh, oh that's I have no pets. Um, so what made you want to be a counselor in the first place? I never wanted to be a school counselor. When I was sitting in your position, Mm -hmm. my senior year of high school, I want, I knew I was going to go into education or I thought about education. Um, and I wanted to be a family and consumer science teacher. Um, I loved my family consumer science teacher. I thought she was the coolest thing that ever existed. And I took a clothing class with her and then, um, decided that that probably wasn't for me. Oh, Um, I didn't enjoy that part of that job, um, but I enjoyed the other things about it. And so I went to college and I wanted to become a, my plan was to become a corporate fitness, um, instructor. Um, and I went to college and I took one business course and I sat in the back of the class and I was glazed over and I didn't understand anything that was coming out of the professor's face. It was... (laughs) A little bit to do with some math, and I that's where I struggled. And so I ended up auditing the class. I didn't get a failing grade, and I changed my major because I had to do a business minor to be a corporate fitness person. Uh, yeah. So I went into health education. So I became a health teacher. Mm. And I went to school in Iowa, and 
nobody advised me at that time that it would be a really bad idea oh. to just be a health teacher with no other certification. Usually oh. health was health and fayette or right. health and something. And I just want to be a health teacher. I didn't want to be a fayette teacher because I grew up in a gym playing basketball. I didn't want to do that for my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to be associated with that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what else I would teach. So I just was health. And I came, graduated, got my teaching degree in Iowa, and I couldn't find work down there as a full-time just health teacher. Like, they're only in big school districts, like Eau Claire North and, you know, those schools, yeah. Memorial, they have full-time health teachers, but they don't over... People are teachers for 30 years. So yeah. I had a hard time finding a job. So I came home and lived with my parents. Unfortunately, they bought a lake house and they needed someone to live in it after I graduated college. So I lived in Lake Holcomb, substitute taught for a year, loved it. K through 12, kindergarten one day, the next day I was in the shop, busy every day. I yeah. coached sports, loved it. You know, I got a, a decent wage because I lived in my parents' house for free. Uh. <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. have a lot of bills. So it was kind of living my best life, right? Yeah. And then I got injured playing basketball one mm. weekend in an alumni tournament. And my mom, and this is before you could be on your parents' health insurance for up till you're 27 years old. And my mom said, maybe you should get a job with benefits. Oh, yeah. So I started to apply for work, and I found a job in Ladysmith, Wisconsin, as a health services coordinator. So I came out wanting to be a teacher, and I got into the public service area, helping low-income families hmm. in a Head Start program, find health care, um, talk about health education, help run these daycare centers and make sure that they were passing their daycare licensings, teaching staff first aid CPR, loved it. Um, lived in Ladysmith, got a job, got a house, got a car, um, loved working like, you know, the movie, the show The Office. I mean, mm-hmm. worked in an office like that where yeah. jokes and pranks were going on. It was a lot of fun. But one day I woke up and I decided that it wasn't fun anymore and oh. it was not challenging. Like I had my job figured out yeah. and I'm the kind of person that doesn't make myself look busy. If I have nothing to do, I'm not going to pretend that I'm doing anything <laughs> just to pretend if I did my work done. Yeah. I'm done for the day. Right. Yeah. And so, um, it got really boring and yeah, I didn't have sense. a lot to do. And you only, and if you know anything about Head Start and that kind of program, it was very limited with pay. I mean, so I kind of maxed myself out there. So mm-hmm. I was talking to some of my coworkers one day and I just said, I need to do something again. I need a different career. What should I do? And in the meantime, I'm still coaching and doing some stuff in the Lady Smith area. Yeah. Um, and one of the ladies, my coworkers, wonderful ladies said, you should be a school counselor. Because I said, I didn't want to teach in a classroom anymore. Yeah. I didn't want to stand and say the same thing five times every day. I wanted to come and help and problem solve, work with mm-hmm. small groups, help people figure things out. And that's what I was doing with my other job, but I wanted to work back with kids again. So yeah. be a school counselor. I said, okay. So I filled out an application. Um, you have to, to get a, to be a school counselor in the state of Wisconsin. And, and I think most states, you have to go get a graduate degree in school counseling. You have to have a bachelor's degree in something, usually okay. in education, but some people I know have been nurses that have gone to be school counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a psychology degree, be a school counselor. Mm-hmm. Then I had to do two years of that. I did that part-time though, because I still had a full-time job. Did that part-time, and then I had to do an internship again. So I did that out in Ladysmith, Wisconsin. And then I graduated in 2005 as a school counselor, and I was like, yes, I'm ready to go change the world. <laughs> and I wanted to be an elementary school counselor because I was working with preschool kids mm-hmm. at the time with Head Start. Had a guitar, had puppets, had the whole thing. 
and um, didn't get a job that first year. So I kept my job, sold my house, had to go live back with my parents again at my house. Um, and then the following year, I got the call from Fall Creek. And I came and did my interview, and it was amazing, and it's a good fit because the size is good. I'm a little bit of a jock. We care about our sports here just yeah, as much as definitely. we do a lot of things. It's, it's like a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I came to be this place and where I'm at and why I haven't left, I think. Hmm. so. That's that's a lot of different stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I, I like I understand what you mean with like you're like set in a job because that's what I'm like scared of because it's like it's like you get a job and then you're like oh, okay now this is what I do every single day yeah. like yeah. and like with school it's so hard because I mean it's not hard it's like you know what's coming the next year and you just keep going up and then you get to the top and then you're like oh you know and then, yeah and then you go to college and then after that you have like other stuff but it's like hard to have certain goals because you're not trying to achieve a certain thing that everyone else is trying to achieve at the same time like for my grade it's like we're all trying to graduate like that's Mm -hmm. our goal right now Mm -hmm. so yeah I am that's something I'm like scared of (laughs) for after high school if you're flexible and you're a lifelong learner and you can be adaptable I mean I think the average person now changes their career yeah two or three times or your job disappears because the world is changing so dramatically yeah. So those are the skills that you need more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we kind of covered some of the other questions already. <coughs> um. Oh, but I wanted to be an elementary counselor, but this was a middle school, high school job. Yeah, yeah. I struggled with that at first. I was like, do I take it? Excuse me. <coughs> and then after I got this job, literally a month after and they, I got hired in April, a month later, they posted for the elementary counselor here. It's oh. Grant's job. <laughs> and again, I sat with my, what do I do with this? Do I, I yeah. have this job? I already came and met the old school counselor because he was retiring and he walked me around and mm-hmm. this is our person. I said, do I tell them I want to be considered for the elementary job? Right. Um, but I stayed where I'm at and I'm glad that I did. Mm-hmm. At that time, that's just what I knew and I thought it would be easier now. I, I, I'd rather work with kids your age and individually one-on-one and yeah. help problem solve than teach guidance lessons all day like yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah that's the thing like well I kind of want or was thinking towards like counseling and stuff like that like I want those relationships because high schoolers are fun like Mm -hmm. granted I am one but like (laughs) like I don't know I just yeah I just want to come back to this and like I love the atmosphere of high school even Mm -hmm. though sometimes it can be rough but yeah that's like and that's kind of why I'm in between because like with a teacher it almost seems like they're more willing to talk to teachers in a way because it's like you see them every day like you don't have to come specifically to them so I don't know Mm -hmm. um uh moving on from that um how would you define the term identity it's the qualities it's the belief it's your personality the looks it's your relationships your experiences your memories everything that makes up a person and who they are Hmm. I think that's what is there that's a great question by the way i think that's what makes up a person's identity yeah yeah because it can be so confusing to know what identity is and there's so many like interpretations of it like Mm -hmm. with the stuff with like gender identity and like Mm -hmm. actual like the difference between or with like actual identity like who i am Mm -hmm. as a person and like what i identify with and stuff like that so yeah um and like what advice do you usually give to students who are struggling with knowing their identity and worth and stuff 
it's <clears throat> depends on the kid and the situation. Yeah, definitely. There are so many different scenarios that go through my head. But what I think it really boils down to is, one, you just need to listen. They need someone to listen. If yeah. trying to figure out who they are or try to figure out an experience or a memory, I mean, it just depends on the situation to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, just this morning, I sat with a kid who was struggling with some memories and mm-hmm. who she is moving forward. And I just sat and listened. And sometimes yeah. silence is the most important thing. Like mm-hmm. you don't want Ms. Wilbrook to be imparting her thoughts on right. you. You just listen. We listened, we talked. Um, you support. Mm-hmm. You try to show and demonstrate empathy. Um, have I walked in everyone's shoes? No. Right. I've walked through a lot of things. And I think me being so diverse in my mm-hmm. unfortunate life experiences and all the stuff that I've been through that hasn't been good and bad um, mm-hmm. helps me to have a little some good empathy. And yeah. then you offer um, services if they need them. You offer strategies. Right. Um, thoughts cause actions and feelings. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's just getting your reality and your expectations in line. Yeah. And um, teaching kids some of those strategies that might be helpful. And you try something. If it doesn't work, you try something else. And you listen. And, you know, whatever kid comes to me, whatever they're identifying as, whatever their self-worth is, whatever they think, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. Like, I don't ever tell a kid you're wrong of how you feel. Mm-hmm. They're entitled to their feelings. Yeah. And so that's probably the baseline. And then from there, you know, especially with experience, um, you learn how to handle maybe certain situations or stuff. I mean, obviously if someone's not safe mm-hmm. or someone's not going to be safe, you have to rock, you know, go outside of your walls and talk to other people. Yeah. And get them other kind of help. Right. Um, but for the most part, it's conversations and just helping kids kind of navigate their experience. And sometimes it's pretty hard for some kids to navigate, um, especially if they don't have the support from at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they, maybe identify a certain way that doesn't agree with how their parents identify. Mm. And we can talk about all the different kinds of things that that could be. Mm. Um, I mean, just even with, you know, COVID, I mean, the the disagreements about all that and how if you don't have the support, how hard it is. But just know that somebody does support you and you have a, if you want to nurture somebody, you know, you want to help them grow who they are and make good decisions as long as they're safe and they're not hurting anybody. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope that I, you know, demonstrate that and one of the things that's you know maybe kind of jump ahead the struggling with identity purpose myself yeah um it took me a while as a school counselor and I was always pretty resilient my mom always said you're resilient and I studied resiliency with you know preschool kids that was my thesis you had to write a thesis Uh. when you wanted to graduate school that you know some of us have these innate resiliency skills Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't until about seven or eight years ago that I just decided that I had to, you know, I preach to kids about change mm-hmm. and strategies, but I wasn't really doing that yeah. for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, went went through some pretty tough stuff. I lost my father that year. Mm-hmm. I was probably 80 pounds heavier than I am now. <laughs> Um, I don't remember, I don't know what where you were seven years ago, but I looked very different than I look now. I've gained some of my weight back, but that's also part of my self-identity and how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a training called Impact Therapy. And um, besides working with kids with this, it was life-changing for me. Got my thinking differently and I could put some things differently. So have I struggled with my purpose and my value? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 
like I said earlier, I've gone through a few seasons of my life already. Yeah. <laughs> and things are changing and I'm 48 now and I'm going through another change in my life mm. where things, you know, I, I'm reevaluating and rethinking and kind of retooling, you know, my identity and who I am. And I've had different identities over the year, you know, mm. how I look at myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like why I like started doing this project is like, especially because of COVID, like so many people are struggling with knowing like, like you're just sitting at home and you're like, what is the point of this? Like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, if I if I didn't have that support at home, I have no idea what I would do. And also, like a lot of, a lot of my identity comes from like my faith and mm-hmm. um, knowing Jesus Christ as my savior, and um, that's like my firm foundation. And that, like, it's I don't know. It's hard for me to. I don't know. I it helps I don't guide you. Yes, for sure. It helps and, guide you for sure. Yeah, it gives me a sense of major security because mm-hmm. if like and like what the Bible says, like He is unchanging, and so that helps me to know that I like am loved all the time, and it yeah. doesn't change. Um, so yeah. Um, let's see. Would you want to go into more of your um, struggles and stuff like that, or? Well, like I said, I I. Lost my father, mm-hmm. and so the, the long story short of that is my father didn't talk to me for 11 years mm. prior to his passing, and he struggled with addiction. He was um, an alcoholic. Um, my parents were divorced since I was five, so he was always, he never remarried. He was very unhappy, angry. Mm-hmm. He obviously had mental illness, and so he chose, he chose to ignore us and mm-hmm. cut us out of his life, and I took that very personally for quite some time. You know, he's my dad. Why don't you love me? Right, da, 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 right. Da. And with this impact therapy, you know, it helped me to understand that my dad is who he is and I couldn't change anything mm. but how I feel about him. Mm-hmm. He was who he was. Yeah. So I didn't, that was, that was him. But it still was hard because you get a phone call that he's passing away and yeah. you have to go take care of this. Right. So I had that going on and I didn't expect <clears throat> to lose my parent at 41. And then I also had major knee surgery that year because I tore my ACL. And then I found a new group of friends outside of school where I started to, and you, this was way before your time when I first started here. And up until about seven years ago, I coached everything. Hmm. I was here, I did assistant cross country. I did middle school basketball, boys and girls. I did softball. I was forensics coach. I supervised everything. The joke was, is that I didn't go home. Like somebody thought I hadn't been here. And I spent (laughs) all my time into my work. That was my identity. And then I decided that I didn't want to be here and this is my sole purpose. There yeah, was no right. self-care for Laura outside mm-hmm. of school. So I started to hang out with a different group of people and I started to do things outside of school. I started to travel. Mm. I never thought traveling was important. <laughs> I didn't spend the money. I didn't mm-hmm. have the time. But then I now I make time for that. So I've changed you know, my priorities. Mm-hmm. And so those are some of the things that I've dealt with about you know, and changing. You, know, you wake up every morning like... And some days you have to, like I literally sit in my car in the parking lot some days because I know that it's going to be a rough day. I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to get a phone call from XYZ about XYZ, from an angry parent about XYZ. Mm-hmm. And so I sit in my car and I have my own stuff in my personal life too that's hard. But I sit in my car and I'm like, do I go in? Do I not go in? <laughs> do I go in? Do I not go in? And then I have to literally tell myself because thoughts cause actions and feelings. This is my strong belief. You are a good school counselor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. And when I walk through the door, I'm Laura Bobrecht school counselor. Mm-hmm. When I walk out the door, I'm Laura Bobrecht. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a very big difference. Yeah. And there has to be. Even though a lot of my job is personal, because mm-hmm. if I'm not personal with you, if I were, if you were to come in and you wanted to talk to me about whatever, and I didn't, you know, have a personality or, you know, throw <laughs> something at you or have right. a joke or who I am and just be very sterile and very like a therapist, you'd be like, this is stupid. Why? It's relationship building. Yep. Exactly. And that's why I want to work in high school versus outside in the professional counseling, because then yeah. you're more... It's very professional. You know, yeah. you're not talking like this and, you know, little side jokes and giving kids, throwing candy at kids, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So it's all those things. So it's coming here, being present. I'm very strong in being present when I'm here. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. You know, I give myself permission to worry or have my outside, outside of school when I get outside of school. But then I walk away from here. I walk away from here. Mm-hmm. Even though it's hard because sometimes kids will email me at nine o'clock at night and I know that that's you know probably a boundary but if they're telling me they have to get a scholarship turned in tomorrow and they wait until the ninth hour to get it done and need to know their GPA and their transcript mm-hmm. I'm gonna send them the transcript right because I'm not gonna say sorry you're lost I mean I'm gonna do it, <laughs> and I'll take time from my personal life to take care of that which is you know um, one of the struggles with this job with the boundary, but again, it's just nobody else does it if I don't do it mm-hmm. over the summer too. Like I don't get paid to work in the summer, Yeah, but I get most of my emails in the summer. Uh-huh. Kids are going off to college, right? Scholarships yeah. are due. Things are, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? And I gave you some, a solution cause I wasn't coming to town. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's got to get done. You know, you needed that to get done. It had a timeline, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so those are the struggles I've had to deal with, um, in my, life both personal and professional that have had to blend and make it Mm -hmm. to make it all work together and uh I think I do a pretty good job at it I go home now and I you know I have a beautiful space I had a house fire this summer so I lived through that that was a struggle um to go through some of those things but um detached concern I call it Mm -hmm. it's the it's the word I call and this is be if you're going to be a school counselor even if you go into education because you're going to yeah. Like you guys are my kids, whether you want them to be or not. <laughs> and some kids call me mom back, but I mean, I don't have any children of my own, mm-hmm. but I care for each and every one of you. Like you're my own. I don't have to pay for you. That's nice. I don't have to like, feed you <laughs> and stuff like that outside of school. Yeah. But I do worry about, and I take, I took a lot of things home for years mm-hmm. and it waited on me. And yeah. I think that was part of my unhealthiness. Mm-hmm. And so when I can walk away and, you know, turn it back on, turn it off, which is something you got to practice. Then it gets easier. Then you can flow through and, you know, be effective both places because you also don't want your personal life to suffer because you're, yeah, there's the people that you know that live at work all the time. And Mm -hmm. I did that for years. I mean, it just, why was I doing that? I don't know. I (laughs) I thought it was who I, what I needed to do to prove myself to be a good school counselor. Yeah. I think that's what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to do that. That doesn't make you a better school counselor because you sit here and coach everything. Right. Yeah, I definitely struggle with that too. That's just like overwhelming myself for no reason. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? And like, yeah, it can it can be so hard to separate certain things and not let certain things mm-hmm. impact you. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, how have you specifically like come over or how have you overcome those specific struggles like each one? Like I know you talked about the um Therapy. Impact therapy. Yeah, impact therapy stuff. But like, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Because up until then, I wasn't really practicing anything. I was just going, I was, I'm resilient. I was just, I, I have survival skills. I'm a nice person. I, I do what's asked of me. <laughs> so I got through. But then when you started to get tougher 
and you needed some more skills. I mean, this was like, this was life changing. Like I can't even impress, like every time I get a student intern that comes in here, mm -hmm. I throw them this impact therapy book. I said, this is a game changer. They don't teach you it in college. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is something that, um, some school counselors got together and we learned this, but it's, it's practical. It's real life things. It's quick. It's easy. It's not, you know, you don't sit and talk to a kid for a whole year and just listen. I mean, you try to give them solutions and it's visuals and it's, I just love it. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's, it's, it's your irrational thinking and thoughts cause actions and feelings. If I said that a bajillion times, <laughs> it's a true story. And relationships are the mm -hmm. key to your success. I mean, relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so that's how I, that's how I've dealt with those struggles more often than not. And recent, recently, and again, I don't know why I felt this way as a school counselor, but, and maybe it was prideful. Um, I went to therapy for the first time this last year hmm. because there was a lot of things with COVID and, you know, work got hard. Mm -hmm. Actually, prior to COVID, we had this remodel in this building. So for the last two and a half, three years, this school hasn't been normal. Yeah, no. We came back, we left one year, we were packing up the school. I had to make sure that I had everything I could possibly ever need and then some with me just in case because it was going on a trailer mm -hmm. and, you know, and I couldn't come back to the building and then we come back in the fall and there's no walls in this place and we're all in the library in the computer lab doing in-service. Oh gosh. You know, so that yeah. was the start of my anxiety. Like, yeah. and I don't know why it was my anxiety, but I felt like, yeah. And so that started, so that just kind of sucked. And then that year went on and then March happened. And then if you recall, mm -hmm. we're going home for a week. Never mind. We're home for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. And then last year wasn't nor So that was the start of kind of some just very tumultuous work anxiety, which I never felt before. Yeah. And I didn't know how to handle it. And then I had a personal relationship that was toxic. Mm -hmm. um, and so when that ended, I needed more help. Hmm. And I tried to do it on my own, but you can't do it on your own. Nope. And so I highly recommend therapy. <laughs> um, I found the perfect person right away. Sometimes you don't find the perfect person. I called, I went in, and of course I'm very vulnerable. I'm a school counselor. I'm, you know, um, I just sat down and just spilled everything. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, wow. She just kind of put the paper away <laughs> and said, this usually takes two years for people to get to this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked about things, and it was actually more of a professional dialogue, but it was very helpful. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm a fan, and I don't know why I waited so long to go in. Yeah. I don't know if it was a prideful thing or what it was, but part of my identity was I can take care of this, I can do this, I'm strong. Yep. Because I played college basketball, people think view me as strong. I had coworkers when I would reveal that I went and got professional help. Oh, I never would have thought that of you. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. So maybe there was part of that, like I was being, you know, it was people's perspective of me too was like, I'm strong, I can handle all things. Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm a human. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so that's another thing too. I mean, get the help that you need if you can't do it on your own. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, um, like my parents got divorced like the past, I think it's been a year, a little over a year. And um, I really struggled with that a lot because obviously mm -hmm. my parents got divorced yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not something that anybody wants to happen and 
Um, like, even though I am a Christian and I have that foundation with me all the time, I still need so much help because, mm-hmm. and, like, just talking about stuff makes it so much better because otherwise you're just keeping it inside mm-hmm. and it's just building up and up and up and it's just... <sighs> it needs to come out of here. Yeah. And to somewhere, to a friend, to a therapist, mm-hmm. to a counselor, journal. Yeah. I did a lot of journaling. Yep. Add that to the list of things. I mean, mm-hmm. you go home, set a timer, 20 minutes, mind dump. Yep. And then when it's done, then you get back on with yourself because you can mm-hmm. sit and wallow. Yeah. I mean, there's some things you just can't change. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so accepting and it is what it is and, <laughs> you know, and moving forward and thoughts cause actions and feelings. And we, women, we are awfully hard on ourselves about yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of things. Our, our self-esteem, our, our bodies. And that's also part of your self-image and how you identify. I mean, it's it's a problem. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah, and also with therapy, it's so nice to have someone who's, like, who has an unbiased opinion. Yeah. Because, like, if I were to talk to my mom about stuff, then it would be, like, talking crap about my dad. Or if I yeah, were to do yeah. the opposite, or, like, talking to my friends even. There could be gossip going around about certain things so yeah it's definitely helpful to get an outside opinion and they're trained and there yeah. is yeah research and psychology to human behavior yeah <laughs> there's a class here called ap psychology i mean there's a whole mm-hmm. world of study about it so there are things that people can do to help you get into a place yeah. that's helpful mm-hmm. for sure so do you feel like you have fulfilled your purpose in, like, your <laughs> I read that question, yeah. and I'm sitting, drinking my morning coffee, and I'm just like, gosh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because I trust the journey. Mm-hmm. And this is the advice I would tell my younger self. I've been on a journey. Everything has happened to me for a reason, and I do have faith, too. Um, I think I practice differently than you, but I have a faith that everything is happening for a reason, mm-hmm. the good and the bad. I've had a lot of wonderful things happen to me. I've had a lot of unkind things happen to me. And all this is part of the journey and the lesson. Mm-hmm. And so I believe this is where I'm supposed to be because I was brought here because I got my um, you know, degree and it, I turned down some jobs or I didn't get some jobs mm-hmm. and then I ended up here and it just happened so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. It's like it was meant to be. I, I believe that there's... A, a guiding hand in in people's lives especially if you trust the journey yeah and um and nothing's wanted me to leave here yet mm-hmm. even though some people talk about it because it's getting harder and harder and the yeah. you know respect is less and less and I don't do this for the money by the way <laughs> um you know and so there's lots of reasons because could I go do something else and make more money absolutely yeah right. but it's not about the money but mm-hmm. so I hope so I, I hope that I've been a good daughter. I hope I've been a good friend. Mm-hmm. I've made mistakes and mm-hmm. I, you know, I ask for forgiveness for those that, you know, I need to ask of it, but I just hope that I've been good and that my purpose is, I want to say, yeah, that I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So it's a great question. <laughs> Very philosophical <laughs> and leading into the thing, like I said, my younger self, another great question. This is where I'm literally drinking my coffee going, who is this kid? Like, <laughs> what okay that's awesome um what would I tell my younger self just like you know I tell my students trust the journey mm-hmm. um and it's okay to ask for help mm-hmm. <laughs> and learn the lessons yeah life is full of lessons and not everyone's going to treat you the way you want to be treated not everything's going to work out the way you want 
Sometimes it's going to be better than you ever expected. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, keep your expectations and your reality in line, but trust the journey. That's what I would tell myself. I wouldn't change a thing about my life, even the bad, because it's all part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool, like, looking back on life and seeing how many doors were opened and closed and, like, mm -hmm. how things work out in a certain mm -hmm. way. Because, like, in, like, in the moment, it's like, whoa, what am I going to do? Like, that's how I'm feeling with college right now. I'm like, what am I going to do? But then it'll just keep going. And, like, for me, like, I got to trust God and where he's leading me. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, and there are so many things still, like, the, like I've seen so many awesome things happen like my mom getting a house in Fall Creek and um like how certain yeah just how certain things work out and it's just like wow that happened and I was just stressing out for no reason but door closes another one opens mm -hmm. but it's okay to be stressed and have anxiety a comfortable struggle that's mm -hmm. another word I've used a lot mm -hmm. because not everything's easy right and so I mean there's going to be struggle it's how you learn to deal with your struggle mm -hmm. um, but as long as it's comfortable and you should always, <laughs> when it's uncomfortable, that's when we have to, you know, make change. But a comfortable struggle is good. And I think sometimes yeah. we fight against struggle in general, yeah. right? Nobody wants to struggle. But that's how you grow, mm -hmm. right? That's how you become stronger and, yeah. you know, learn from the lessons. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would tell my younger self. And not have so much fun in your early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview with You're me. Welcome. This is this is good. Hopefully, it was what you wanted. And yeah, it was definitely. And... Do you need anything else from me? Let me know. Okay. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and thank you to Ms. Fulbright for having this conversation with me. I really hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.